If you like shopping on Amazon, make sure to bookmark our associate link, nop.ink slash Amazon. Your support means so much, and a little bit goes a long way. Again, our link is nop.ink slash Amazon. Bookmark it today. Hello, everyone. Lisa J here, and I am joined by Jeremy. Hello, hello. And you know, we just thought we'd gather here together for a very special reason, okay? So Power Rangers Unlimited Edge of Darkness is uh, is out. It is here. It is upon us. And we have a very special guest, the writer of said comic, Frank Gogol. Welcome, Frank. Hey, thanks for having me. I'm, I'm excited. Well, listen, I'm glad that we were able to get you because, you know, we, we, we got some things to discuss, sir. We got some things to discuss. <laughs> uh, but first off... Uh, how did you come upon to uh, get this gig to write this comic? A lot of harassing of Daphne Plebin, the <laughs> Power Rangers editor, <laughs> and a little bit of luck, I suppose. Um, I, I, uh, I'm a huge fan of the, the franchise. I was a, a day one watcher back in 1993. Mm -hmm. um, and uh, when the comics started coming out in 2016, like it was, it was an instant pull list item for me uh, and I've been a fan ever since Kyle's did really great work and Ryan's picked up the baton and Marguerite had such a great run on beyond the grid um, so I was a fan and when I started writing my own comics uh, a little more than five years ago now uh, I made like a little bucket list of properties that I would like to leave my fingerprints on so to speak and Power Rangers was like number one on the list um, so I yeah, after I had a couple books under my belt, I started reaching out to Daphna and those emails went unanswered um, because Daphna is incredibly busy and I'm not that special. Um, but uh, after a handful of emails and a response eventually uh, when she had time and catching her at a few conventions over the last couple of years, um, I, I guess she had a chance to check out some of my books and and knew I was a fan of the, the franchise and had this opportunity. So she reached out, uh, which was really cool. And so having to write uh, a one shot, right? It, you know, like in some cases it could be, it could be simple. Some cases it could be like, not so, so much. It's just like, oh, I only have so many pages to tell my story, right? So how did this differ from writing your other books? Uh, in a couple of like really big ways. The first thing is that I was not in total control. Uh, that's kind of one of the realities of writing a, a property that somebody else owns on my own books. I can, I can do whatever. And that's, that's on me if it works and if it doesn't work. Um, whereas I had uh, an editor and, and assets and, you know, the access to, to future scripts and art to kind of draw from when developing the story. Uh, so there, there are some more guardrails in place uh, on this. Uh, and what what was nice is, like you said, it's a one shot, so I didn't have to worry about the next chapter, uh, which was kind of cool. Uh, all my previous work was was miniseries, so it's issue one, then issue two, and issue three. Um, whereas this, it's it's done in one, and and w knowing that we could go back to the beginning and kind of tweak things as we went, um, if, if we got to the end and realized there was something we could amplify back at the beginning like the you know the first issue wasn't already at the printer and we can go back and change something so that was, that was really cool 
And so speaking of the tweaks and the changes and the things that were made in this comic, all right, I know that Jeremy Jeremy got some things to ask you, right? So I'm going yeah. to take it. Yeah, take it away, Jeremy. Yes. I mean, you, you actually kind of just touched on it a little bit, but that was my question because this comic, you know, it starts right after Power Rangers number eight. Uh, so I'm wondering just how do you uh, work through this process? Are you... Um, how, how handcuffed are you? Do you work with Ryan? That sort of thing. Is it one of the, those ideas where it's like, hey, this is the story you need to tell? And how do you put your own, you know, fingerprints on it in that sense? Sure. Uh, so let me let me rewind a little bit. Um, the opportunity came about uh, because Daphne reached out to me uh, kind of out of the blue. I wasn't expecting it. I wasn't having like any kind of ongoing conversations with her other than a handful of email exchanges um, and nothing regarding doing any work. Um, and she reached out and said, hey, we're doing a Phantom Ranger book. And, you know, we wanted to know if you'd be interested in writing it. Um, and I very calmly replied to the email, sure, I'd love to talk. And, you know, while I was doing backflips on the inside. Um, <laughs> and so we had a, a call, uh, a, a Google Meets meeting, uh, and uh, we kind of discussed the opportunity, what they were thinking. Um, and, and honestly, like, all that was put in front of me at the beginning was we want to bring Phantom Ranger into the universe in a big way. Uh, and, you know, what, 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 how do you think we could do that? Uh, which was really freeing, right? Like, like um, no one put any story requirements, any kind of big, um, you know, agendas in front of me that had to kind of execute, which was, which was cool. Uh, there were some things like uh, it was, it was important that it kind of tied into what was going on currently just to give it like a, a touchstone um, for, for people who are reading uh, Ryan's Power Rangers run. So we tied it in at the beginning of the issue and at the end of the issue, kind of the framing device. Um, the story we landed on um, was built out of sort of a kernel of a story back in Go-Go Power Rangers 19 um, with, with Fiona and Rita when she was young. Um, so so getting that in there as a touchstone to kind of orient the reader. But outside of that, um, I had a, a, a lot of freedom to just develop the story that I thought I could tell best. Um, if anyone's read any of my other books like Dead and Kids or No Heroine, um, those those are smaller scale you know, not cosmic books. They're they're intimate in in a way that they're very character driven, um, and and I was honestly surprised at how much runway I was given to to tell this this edge of darkness story the way that I would tell a story, um, while still trying to make it very 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 much Power Rangers book. So, how did you uh, come to decide to finally incorporate Master Vile into the comic book universe? You know, it was it, it all came out came about really really organically um daff and i had a three plus hour call to kind of jam on the story early on in the process uh in november of last year um and i had gone back and before i had that first meeting with her rewatched all the phantom ranger appearances all seven in turbo and all three in in space uh reread all the comics and and kind of just kind of got a sense of who Phantom Ranger was and and what the role had been in the comics, which turns out that like the main universe Phantom Ranger has never shown up, just the coinless universe version. Um, and I just kind of tried to boil Phantom Ranger down to his core component, right? Like he's a wildly underdeveloped character because they had a plan and they, they kind of backed off at the end because they needed to cut it for time. Um, so for 24 years, there's just been this big question mark, um, which was freeing in a way because I didn't have to do too much homework because there wasn't a lot to look into but also kind of like this giant 
weight on me that there's like all this pressure, you know? Mm -hmm. Um, but, but essentially what I came down to is like, all right. And, and most of his appearances, like two things happen. He either delivers some kind of Megazord to the turbo Rangers or the in space Rangers. And he's got this Ruby that is, is connected to him somehow. Um, so like, for me what it came down to is like phantom ranger is essentially like he's like the transporter of the power rangers universe in a way like he's he's always delivering things um so we kind of took that idea and, and ran with it um and and i wanted to kind of create a lot of runway for phantom ranger going backwards right like we're telling stories moving forward but like you know having all that 10,000 years to dig into who this character was and what they were doing and how they become the Phantom Ranger. We know like that felt like the responsible thing to do with the character to, to give him years worth of stories to tell potentially. Um, so we decided that, you know, we would do this as a flashback story. Um, and then I, I don't remember exactly how the, the Fiena and Rita of it all came to be. Um, but once that those ideas came into the conversation, the, the master vial of it really kind of presented itself. And this is where, you know, spoiler, we're recording this a little bit before the actual comic comes out. So, like, we don't know people's reactions to the book yet because it's kind of not. However, <laughs> <laughs> I what I do want... I am curious to know because if you are answering a very big question, like this was a, like, like literally the point of the Phantom Rangers existence and that whole, tr that whole plot point of who's the Phantom Ranger. Did you feel any um, pressure of answering that question? Like, how do you, are, are you anxious to see like, are people going to like your answer? So, yes and no. Um, when when I was reading the the initial email from Daphne, I was like, "Hey, we have a Power Rangers opportunity." That's when I was doing the backflips, right? And then I, I read a little further, and like, it's Phantom Ranger. And I was like, "Oh no, no!" <laughs> <laughs> like, so I I said to Daphne in that first call, I was like, "You know that this is this is like the Game of Thrones of Power Rangers, right? There's there's so much fan theory that there's no way we're gonna make everyone happy. There's just no story mm -hmm. that's gonna work." And 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 at first that felt like a lot of pressure, but then I realized, you know, if there's there's no way to make everyone happy, like then don't try, right? Just tell the best story you can. Tell tell a story that puts the character into the universe in a big way and and sets them up for years and years of story and and hopefully stick the landing in such a way that people say, you know what, this is at least this is as good, right? This it, maybe maybe it's not who I wanted it to be, or maybe it's not the story I thought I wanted. But this 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 wasn't bad. Um, and, and you know, it's up to the reader to decide whether or not that's true. Um, but honestly, I, I reread uh, Edge of Darkness yesterday. And you know, looking at uh, Simone's pencils and inks and, and Igor's colors and Ed's letters, like it's it's a it's a good story like i i feel like saying that sounds a little arrogant but it really is just a tight good story it's got great emotional beats and it looks awesome so like if if this i i can't i can't imagine a world where this isn't something that people are like this is this is pretty cool that so here's the question then uh is this a, the type of thing that you if you were given the opportunity you would want to add to or are you like, this is, I'm done with this part. Maybe let's go touch a different corner of the PR universe. So first and foremost, I'm, I'm super grateful to have even gotten the, the opportunity to write any Power Rangers and to, to tackle this character who I have absolutely 
fallen in love with more than I even did before. Um, whether or not I get to do more Power Rangers is it's not really up to me. That's kind of one of the pitfalls of, of intellectual property, right? Somebody else has to say yes to that. Um, if somebody wanted to to do more Phantom Ranger and wanted to do more with me, I have pages and pages and pages of what I call the <laughs> what I call the Phantom Saga. So um, you know, boom! If you're listening, hit me up. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so I, I I have some I have some spe- specific questions in this thing because you know i like when i'm reading i like to know how to pronounce stuff right okay because you know because you know on this show uh there's been some back and forth of how we pronounce things okay i'm not gonna name any sure. names uh, but you know my co-host especially knows about that but anywho hey, hey. so um so the planet that uh fiena and Rita were on and they were um dealing with the tenga right um how do you say that planet Oh God, I need to open the PDF. <laughs> okay, it is it is spelled D A apostrophe Q U A R. How do you say uh, that uh, planet? Dakar. Dakar. Okay, okay. Cause you know, as an African American woman, I would have you know, I would have said it differently. But I'm going to go with you. Dakar. I, I, I was just thinking about the, the Red Ranger from the recent movie. His name. Dacre. Oh, so you're uh, stupid. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, like, throw it, that it, reference it, in there. You know, I honestly, I think that Daphne named the planet. I could be wrong, but it, she's got a very strong uh, Star Trek background, and I think that that's probably where it came from. But I don't remember exactly. Mm, interesting, interesting. Mm-hmm. Okay, all right. So uh, let's see here. D- now we have been calling <laughs> we like the Tengas when the Tengas arrive, and and then there is a a head Tenga that looks like a pope so i've been calling him pope tanga <laughs> yep but does he that's have pretty, a name good. does he have a name uh in the script he was called uh tanga priest uh yeah so you weren't too far off and then a little bit later when he munches into that pretty gnarly egg uh we called him tanga brawler nice okay tanga brawler okay all right so and then uh and then the the Master Forge. Let's let's, let's 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 stay on the Master Forge for a minute, sure. okay? Now, now you now the story where the story goes is that uh, Fiona and all of her, you know, like she just feels like she's obligated to the Phantom Ranger because he saved her child's life. And so he's, she's got to save his, it's this thing. All right. We're going to go where he could be healed. And it is this master forge. Uh, I, I know there was, you know, uh, Jeremy asked this a little bit earlier, but were there any particular things in this story where uh, maybe like a Daphne or a Ryan would say, "Hi, I need a this. Go and write whatever, but I, but we need a this place and this thing and a this thing." Were there anything like that? No, no. I, honestly, um, the Mass Forge was something I pitched, and I thought that I was going to get shot down. Um, my, one of the things that I wanted to do with this is is be additive, right? I wanted to. to build up these little nooks and crannies of the Power Rangers universe, you know, that the the Tangas maybe have a, a religion or there's a sect of Tangas that are have like this religion around Dark Spectre that the the Morphin Masters have all these derelict 
space stations all over the universe little things that could be explored later because mm-hmm. um, for for me like when i read a, like a marvel comic and like these little things are introduced you know to to the avengers lore or, or you know cosmic cube infinity stones like I, that's the stuff that gets picked up later and gets built on um and and i this is a franchise i love and i want to see it have more depth and and more breadth uh so i just you know putting stuff like that in there was was cool we also needed story-wise a, a place for them to go to recharge phantom ranger um so so rather than you know make up a place that was stupid we made up a place that was cool. <laughs> that, that's interesting about building on because i was thinking about the outpost from the recent time force trade paperback i'm like maybe there's going to be a connection there in the future someone could make yeah that that is something that crossed my mind but just timeline wise that was that's so far in the future and we're so far in the past that mm. uh you know, drawing those connections would have been kind of like a hat on a hat in terms of like explaining it. So just making something new sometimes is just the the, the, the Occam's razor of it. Just, it's easier. Yeah, sure. And especially the look of it, right? So let's talk about uh, you collaborating with the 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 incomparable artists that you have uh, uh, working on this book. Uh, were there any influences, um, like you like as you're writing? And then you 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 hand it over, and then they're drawing, and then they're you know coloring that sort of thing. Was there any um, influences that came back from them that said, "Oh, I maybe I should tweak this in a certain way"? Uh yeah, yeah, definitely. I mean, no hesitation. Yes. Um, so uh, Simone uh, took my script and ran with it, and turned in things that just just blew my mind on some of the pages. Uh. I just, I think as a byproduct of watching a lot of movies and and television, like when I script a page, I see it in widescreen rectangular stacked panels, just like five or six on top of one another. And that's just like the default. Uh, Whereas Simone just sees it in, and just, I don't know, from like the fourth dimension and outside of space and time. fourth dimension, that's funny. (laughs) You know, just, uh, but like he turned in things like that. I would have never imagined in a million years that told the story better. And then just like some of the story decisions, right? There's um, toward, toward the end, there's that scene where uh, Rita's in the grid battery getting charged up and Fiona realizes that she's, it's not enough power and she's got to amp up the juice. Um, and there's this panel of Fiona's face and it's bisected by her, a panel of her hand turning the crank um and you know the the dialogue is then split in that panel too and like it's just it's beautiful and it's it's heartbreaking and like it the order of information there is just it's perfect um and then igor's colors like just absolutely they blew my mind uh igor also did the colors for air to darkness um which had this really almost um colored pencil-y texture to them and it was really beautiful and and on this it's just really really bold and sci-fi lots of lens flares like i mean both of these artists are incredibly versatile and and make me look so good <laughs> <laughs> and and that's not even to mention ed's letters ed dukeshire did I mean, such an amazing job mvp, like, MVP throughout yeah. our whole entire lives you know what i'm saying so yeah i think if i'm not mistaken he's done every single rangers yeah. book so yeah. that, yep. that, that, mm-hmm. that he he deserves some kind of championship belt you know <laughs> Um, this is what it felt like, you know, because there are going to be comparisons, of course, right? Because you're this sure. is in the same in the same um, Power Rangers Unlimited, right? Is that mm-hmm. 
it the the previous one was so like it was like like this is happening that's happening this this boom ah here we go and then this one is there's more um the pacing is more spread out right there is there are more places where there is uh room to breathe in in a sense and there's also this um uh i don't want to say airiness but there is this all the the highfalutinness <laughs> of the phantom <laughs> ranger and and the way he speaks and and even some in some cases how fiana speaks right to her child so what made you figure how to find the tone of this of this one shot i think it had to be some combination of just my storytelling sensibilities and you know the the kind of lens that all power ranger stories are viewed through um I like there, there's no comparison between me and L like we're just we're different writers mm-hmm. uh, and we, we just approach the story different ways I I loved air to darkness like I thought structurally it was it was really sound and like it was fluid in a way that maybe edge of darkness isn't um, but edge of darkness is I I want I like to build in in my stories just little quiet moments like there's a panel toward the end when when so we we know master vile and and, you know rita's father the same person but one of the things we built into this story is that rita didn't know and then we have a moment toward the end where she finds out and there's the the panel has no dialogue no narration it's just a quiet panel on her and like for me that's that's the moment where rita started to become evil like all the hope left her in that moment and like i like stuff like that and the same thing with the the fiena panel we were talking about a little bit earlier um or the moment where where phantom ranger joins her in the grid battery to kind of repay her the favor that she did for him on the ship to bring him back um so like i just i i always try to build to to moments like that um like because for me that's that's the, the stuff that's really valuable in story. Like if a story isn't about anything, it's not about anything. Like, and, and it's that simple. Um, so I try to make my stories be about something and give every character a moment to shine. Okay. Um, I, I want to pay you a compliment here because I personally have always been very critical of the TV show in Mystic Force when they did that reboot on Rita. But I really love this page where it displays like the whole magic mother thing is the mom's vision will read it as the dad's vision. It gives a lot of credence to that sort of concept. Yeah, I, you know, I, that's the one page that came back the way I actually imagined it, which is pretty wild. Um, like, but it also had like the most description and Simone and Igor did an incredible job on that page. Um, but for, for me, like, I, I always like this idea that the grid is just more than a power source, right? Like m- maybe it's a little bit sentient. Maybe it's a physical space. Like, I mean, we know it's a physical space. It's where the, the Morphin <laughs> Masters live now. But like, I just, I like in just like the force in Star Wars, like it's this malleable storytelling device that can be all these things. And that, you know, these, these two parents looked into the grid and saw visions of what their daughter could become and each thought that they were right, but they were both right. is like kind of heartbreaking in a weird way. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and, you know, I, I just, I was just looking for ways to really kind of tie in the, the larger lore. One of the things I think that the comics has as a, as a benefit is that it, 
there's no budget. You don't have to worry about getting actors back or, or matching likenesses. We can we can make that tie to Mystic Force, and we can make the ties to Turbo with the the Phantom Ranger and to the the Morphin Masters. Like there's there's all it takes is like a one panel or a little line of dialogue, and it adds like a little bit of weight. It's it, it's a very cool opportunity that comics provide, especially when you're writing about something that's long in the past. Yeah, and the spinning disc in the middle makes me think of the Ninja Nexus prism they've been using in Dino Fury, so it really does all come together, whether intentional or not. So, uh, before we wrap up here, okay, because, um, you know, as as fellow fans, you know, we can go on for a very long time. <laughs> <laughs> Anything in this in this comic that you wish you either could have added to or wish it had not been removed from i i don't think so honestly like yeah you know, like i said i reread it yesterday and i've reread it probably dozens of times over the last seven months uh, at the various stages like i think that this is a tight complete story that answers some questions a little bit starts hinting at things like you know really puts like a little chum in the water for uh, all the power rangers sharks in the, out there um <laughs> but 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 also raises some new questions and and i think that you know hopefully uh phantom ranger walks away from this uh, a little more interesting and and with some legs moving forward for more stories well, you know what I wish. I wish Zordon would just make up his mind and let let his people know what he's doing because he just sending <laughs> Phantom Ranger all the way, doing this, doing that, or whatever, and he mad at all the Rangers for all them things. I'm just like, really, though? Like, really, though, Zordon? Really, though? Like, can you just let them know what you have in store so that they don't have to be running all over this United, United States, this universe <laughs> <laughs> to, to go and like, and, like, and, like, beat Imperials and this, that, and the third? I think that was for me. I'm just like, ah, Zordon. I, 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 I want, I want to root for Zordon so much. I really do. But like, he's making it hard. So, uh, I know this ended on a cliffhanger, and there are things that you may not be able to answer. However, I just want to put it out there that Jesus can can Zordon get his life together. Uh <laughs> Oh man! I know that's a rhetorical. I know you don't, you, Frank. You don't even have to answer. This is rhetorical. That's fine. I, I don't. I don't think I have the answer. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, because I. I think what has always been enjoyable about Boom and and uh, working with different artists and different writers is that uh, they they sure know how to keep you reading. They sure know how to get you hooked mm -hmm. and want you to read to the next thing. And um, we've thoroughly enjoyed um, the recent comics and um, and I thoroughly enjoyed having you on the show. So before we go, okay, uh, you know, it was announced at the time of this recording that, uh, yeah, Frank is writing some more things. He's, he, yeah. he, he, he's writing some more things, you know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. So uh, well, at least at least one more. One yes. more thing, yeah. You, it is. Uh, here we go. November, right? You. So the uh, Mighty Morphin Power Rangers Necessary Necessary Evil Part One Deluxe Edition will be coming out in uh, November third, twenty twenty one, and in it are some you know wonderful stories. Yeah, yeah, yeah. However, 
it's going to also it is a brand new 15 page story exclusive to this collection by uh frank gogol okay power is a limited edge of darkness and giuseppe carafo Carfaro? Oh dear, I always say that name wrong. Carfaro, yes. Uh, Power Rangers, Soul of the Dragon. So, uh, uh, surprise! Uh, yeah, you are writing some more stuff. <laughs> yeah, the, the difference between this interview and the interviews I did yesterday is just going to be wild. Just <laughs> lying about not doing more and then... And then like, here we are! <laughs> the lies! The lies! <laughs> Yeah, yeah. I, I woke up to that too. Um, I've been checking Amazon every day to, to see if that uh, description updated so I can talk about it. Um, and somebody tagged me this morning. So uh, I guess the cat's out of the bag. Uh, yeah, uh, I wrote, uh, that was one of the part of the Power Rangers deluxe hardcover Kickstarters. Uh, and one of the stretch goals was uh, an additional 15 page story for the Necessary Evil Part One. Uh, and then I, I believe there's a, another 15 page story in Part Two, uh, but don't quote me on that. Uh, but yeah, uh, I, after we had were knee deep in Edge of Darkness and the art was underway, Daphna reached out and said, "Hey, uh, we've got a 15 pager. Do you do you want to do you want to write it?" And I was like, "Yes, of course." Um, so so I wrote it. I, I can't say anything about the content of the story. Uh, I can say that Giuseppe drew an amazing 15 page story, uh, and that Iwa Monti, who colored Edge of Darkness and Air to Darkness, colored this, and it's absolutely gorgeous the, the first page first panel is one of the most stunning things i've ever seen in my life and i can't believe that i actually wrote that um so i'm, I'm very excited for this uh and th these hardcovers are, are so nice it's it's crazy that my name's going to be on the side of one well congratulations mm -hmm. all right okay getting your Thank coins you. that's you. right getting your coins uh and <laughs> is the now i think i've seen this on your um on your Twitter. So are you a full-time writer now? This is, this is your, this is your judge, this is your gig. This is what you're doing. It is not. I work a, a 10 to six day job Monday through Friday. And then I do, I do comics from about six o'clock in the morning till about nine o'clock in the morning. And then a little bit at night. Uh, okay. And mm -hmm. it's, it's essentially two full-time jobs, you know, with traveling for cons and signings and, and, and all that. Uh, but it's the end goal is to be a full-time writer someday. Well, listen, uh, you're giving people out there hope. I mean, first of all, you have to actually like, you know, be a uh, decent writer. Like, I mean, I think that's, that's first, but for the folks who are, have been writing and maybe haven't gotten their shot or what have you, um, you know, it's nice because so many, so many writers that we know now, it's like, yes, this is what I'm doing. This is my, this is my craft. I'm like, awesome. How do you get from like making two cents <laughs> to like doing it full time? So, um, yeah, go, go ahead. Didn't want to interrupt let, you. Let, let me, let me know. <laughs> oh gosh. Thank you, Frank, for joining us. And please pick up Power Rangers United Edge of Darkness right now. Go ahead, get it. Go ahead. Why, why are you waiting? You should be purchasing it now. In fact, you should have already purchased it before you even clicked on here, right? Um, thank you again, Frank. Oh, thank you for having me. You just need to avoid, you just need to avoid all the pitchforks from those fans that want Phantom Ranger to be Billy. Uh-oh. Uh, <laughs> listen, that, that ship has sailed already. The Coinless Universe. <laughs> The Coinless Universe Billy fought alongside Phantom Rangers, so like I, I didn't even have to, to worry about that. <laughs>